Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, podcast world? Welcome back to the MPYA podcast. We have the normal crew here, Nathan, Clay, Allie. There we go. I like that. And we that. let Nathan take us <laughs> off today. The first time. He got really mad at us time. last time. Yeah. Um, he screamed and yelled. Off script. I don't yell at y'all. I'm super nice. <laughs> but <laughs> last nice. week, we had an amazing gathering here at North Point Young Adults. That we did. With... The man, the myth, the legend, Andy Stanley. Mm. Um, super grateful, honestly, that he would take time to pour into um, the young adults. And it was honestly amazing. I yeah, thought it was such a great it. word. Mm-hmm. Um, super personable and just super timely for the season of life that young adults are in. Yeah. And so today we want to dive in a little bit deeper into that um, talk. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the previous episode on our podcast. You can catch up. But he talked about, all throughout his talk last Thursday, he talked about this superpower that we have as young adults, but as humans in general. So I wanted to ask today to kick off, what would be y'all's superpower Mm. if you could have one? Just one? Just one. Yeah, I feel like your superpower. What's yours? I mean, my immediate reaction is flight. That's where but I was I feel at, so. like, like I could you get could a little go bit more anywhere? creative. What do you mean? Flight? Like I could just like fly, oh, like, jump up in and general. fly around. Oh. But I also think it would be really fascinating to be able to talk to animals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do. I mean, I've I, it'd be never fascinating. thought of that in my life. I thought you were a Green Lantern girl. Okay, well, that's not a super. He has a ring. But sure, I'll want me to. T- who what? is Green Lantern? That's a superhero. I don't know who that is. Uh, okay, really? well, okay, <laughs> let's rewind in Allie's life for a second. Um, when I was in high school, I was in theater, so I was around you know theater kids who were unique. Yeah. Um, and there was a boy. That's a good description. There was a boy, <laughs> and uh, I really liked him. Wait, I what? On him. You like other boys? Just, <laughs> no, this was before I knew Clay. I was in high right. school. But he really loved comic books, and he specifically, and this is embarrassing, he specifically really loved the Green Lantern. And so I decided to, like, get his attention. I was going to learn everything (laughs) ever about the Green Lantern. So I, like, bought comic books with my own money and read them and, like, learned facts about them. About him, Green Lantern, and it worked, and we dated. <laughs> wow. So that was your strategy. So now I know still a lot of things about the Green Lantern. Like, there are more lanterns than just the green one, and they all represent what did your different characters. What did your dad think when you started I, bringing Green Lantern I, I around? Right. Them. I, I knew to be embarrassed, but okay. I did it anyway. How long was the relationship? I mean, like, pretty, like, maybe like nine months. Like, it was a pretty That's long High school. High school relationship. I feel like as a dad, <laughs> if you started bringing Green Lantern comic books around, and be like, oh, this is awesome. 
Like, we can talk about this, but then, yeah, it was just fun. And then once we started dating, I was like, got him, all done. Well, now I know for the future if I see comic books around. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to impress you with my knowledge. Yeah, it's not to relate to me as your father. It's to get a boy to like you. Yeah, if Haven does that. Yeah, if Haven does that. Makes makes sense. So what is your final answer? Oh, right. Um... Um, Clay, you go. You I mean, go. I feel like my favorite superhero growing up was The Flash. What was Speed. Really fast. He's just really, really fast. You know fast. anything about super? You have no, so many really questions. Not. I'm so sorry. That was uneducated when it comes to superheroes. I think I would want to talk to animals. Mine would be teleporting. Oh, like not necessarily time, but places. Like I could. Time just be like, would get boom, so complicated. Did you see the movie Jumper? No. Did you? No. I. Loved that movie. Have to put it on now my I'm going to watch it and I'm going to learn everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah, I think I'd want to talk to animals. Because then if there was a spider in my house, I could say, can you please leave? And he'd say no. And then I'd say, then I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to call Clay and he's going to come and kill you. Okay. <laughs> That's enough about the superpowers. Did Nathan answered, right? Yeah, I want yeah, to teleport. teleport. I don't okay, want yeah. to fly Teleportation. ever again in my life. All right. Well, I don't know if any of those are actually going to be possible for us, but I don't think they your will. dad did give us a um, superpower that is possible for each of us. Mm. Um, no, King. Yeah, no matter where we're at in our lives, no matter who we are, we all have this ability to respond. Um, and he basically talked about how we have this ability to have a measured response versus just a reaction. And how when we react, we often just reenact what happens to us Mm. versus um, having a measured response, taking the time to step away for a second, think and process through what's going on so that we respond differently um, than maybe how we were treated. Um, And I think that's biblical, but also he even showed how on a human level, that's just the better way to go about living your life. Um, But I thought today we could kind of think through that for ourselves, uh, what what that has looked like on a personal level for us. Can we think of situations mm-hmm. where we've maybe reacted and it's gone poorly or we've responded and we've seen the benefits of um, going that method versus the other? And maybe through thinking through our situations, glean some helpful um, information or helpful teaching on uh, to give other people, to give young adults who are listening to this, um, ways that they could go about responding better. So what do y'all have? Any situations that immediately come to mind? I mean, you- I, I think, uh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're good. But I feel like an ongoing, just perfect example of this is marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> like it is yeah. so easy and I'm speaking for myself solely to I would never do this to react. Yeah, whatever you're about to say, we've never done this. Right, exactly. It's so easy to react. Yeah. You know, on whatever level or situation or argument or disagreement or where we're gonna go eat or take the trash out. I mean, to that point, it's easier to react to someone that you're closest to. Totally. So the closer you are to somebody the easier it is to react. Yeah. So for me growing up, I'm even like, it was my brothers mm-hmm. or my parents because I don't know if there's some sort of comfortability mm-hmm. that comes along with that. But yeah, I mean, now it has turned into marriage because I'm around Allie all of the time. Um, 
And I know that she can't leave me because <laughs> right. we are covenanted together. So I can just react however I want to. Um, Fun. No, but I think for the young adult listener, like maybe it's probably a best friend. Yeah. yeah. Or it's a, a coworker. Parent. A coworker. Yeah. yeah. It's the people you're around all the time. Yeah. A brother, a sister, like yeah. you said. Yeah. But I think that's a good point. I don't know if you were going to continue that I thought. was just going to say, like, whenever I find myself reacting, it's always things that I don't really mean. Mm. And in the moment, I, you know, they just roll off. But then an hour later, I'm like, why did I say that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not even true. Yeah. <laughs> that was just me getting fired up and heated and going to the next level. But then... There have been times where I will think of something in my head and I'm like, this would be so good to say right now. <laughs> and I could like would it though? Check, just get her. Yeah, like checkmate. Get her. You know, it's it's over. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'm not gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Because that opens up a whole nother can of worms right. that this had nothing to do with in the first place. And I try to have somewhat of a measured response. Mm-hmm. And it always is so much healthier mm-hmm. for the discussion, for our relationship, for, you know, it's just like, it's so much better. Yeah, I think I find myself reacting the most when these little things, I let little things slide for a long time, or I let things build up over a long time totally. that I should have responded to a long time ago. And then w- when I've let them build up, and when it happens again, I can, and I'm not in a good place. Maybe I didn't get a lot of sleep. Maybe I haven't had my coffee yet. Mm-hmm. Those are the moments where I will just immediately react versus respond. Yeah. Um, and so maybe there's an element to this of like responding right away. I don't know, like responding sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, or just my, not, not letting, letting it, it fester. Yeah. I find myself not just in marriage, but in all relationships friendships, you know, siblings, parents, where if I just start reacting off of one thing, like you were saying, Clay, I've had all this other stuff bottled up. Yeah. And now it's like, well, I've already unloaded, so let me just get the dump truck out and unload mm-hmm. everything While we're else here. that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with yeah. what the conversation or discussion was on. But it's just all this stuff that I've let sit that I haven't responded to. Yeah. And now it's turned into a reaction as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think in kind of what you were saying, when I think about times that I react versus times I respond, I think personally I'm better at responding in a work environment because it feels less safe. Like, you know, if I'm just going around at work reacting and freaking out all the time, probably not going to be great. Uh, (laughs) So I even think, you know, this past weekend I was producing a camp And in that environment, even though I'm, like, naturally a pretty reactive person, I would say, it's so much easier to be like, okay, this is work. These are people that I don't know that well. Like, I'm going to take a step back to fix this problem. I'm not just going to leap into action. I'm going to take a minute. Um, As opposed to family, marriage, even friends, where I have this tendency, and I don't know if you guys probably don't relate to this, if I feel like something's off relationally, I panic. Oh, 100%. I like self-destruct. And my reaction to that is I have to fix this right this second or I'm going to not be okay. And when you're married to someone who's different than you, sometimes we need that space. Sometimes it's I had to learn it's okay 
to give it a little bit of time. Obviously not let it fester. Like we know that we're in a conflict. We know that something someone said wasn't okay. But instead of like panicking and trying to fix it right in that moment, like, okay, let's take a step back. Like I need to go think about, like you said, the things that I want to say and if that's actually going to be a helpful or even true thing to say versus sitting right here and just letting it all flow out and you say things you don't mean and you hurt the other person's feelings and you escalate the situation, um, but actually taking a minute to like step back, take a beat, which is so unnatural for me because even though I know Clay won't leave me. Like, I understand the covenant that we've made together, but there's just something inside of me that's like, if I don't fix this right now, if I don't say everything right now, if I don't, like, take control of this situation, he's going to leave. And I have to fix it right this second. And I've learned that, that, number one, that's not true. Like, we're going to be fine. But also... The power of taking a step back and even praying and like putting things into perspective and reminding myself the truth that he loves me and he's not what like we're okay. And then coming back together after kind of taking a breather and being like, okay, my brain's not firing off lies to me anymore. So we're going to be able to have a more productive conversation. Yeah. And I think a lot of times for me, what I've found is if I can step away, like, there are moments where I just want to react um, and maybe I'm feeling something. But if I can just step away, sometimes I have found that it's actually like asking the question, why is this bothering me? Mm-hmm. Or why do I feel hurt by this? And literally sitting there trying to think, maybe it's not them, but it's something in me. Yeah. Um, and really beginning to process, man, I there's something going on inside of me that I haven't dealt with versus yeah. what they're doing to me. I've... I mean, I even think about stupid example, like when I was a kid, me and my brother were so competitive um, that there were a lot of moments in games, basketball, ping pong, whatever it is, where I, if I was losing, if I lost or if I was getting beat, I was reacting versus responding. Like I had moments where I was like that, the basketball had dropped through the hoop. I was catching it and throwing it as hard as I could, like at their head. Yeah, yeah, at their oh, head. Gosh. No, but I legit did hit a TV on the porch one time <laughs> and, like, knock it over. Uh-oh. Or, like, my brother, I can remember him putting holes in doors with a ping pong paddle after losing to me. Like Boys are so scary. It was intense. Um, but, I mean, as I look back on that, I'm like, man, what is that in me that was just reacting that way? Yeah. Like, there was so much buildup inside of me it was like competitiveness like hating to lose especially i don't know i i need to do some hard work on that right now like sometimes we can't play card games he doesn't throw anything but <laughs> definitely ruins a fun game <laughs> yeah i don't like to lose um well i was, I was thinking about this because andy kind of talked through three buckets of our life basically mm-hmm. Like, our life falls into these three buckets. It's opportunities, tragedies, and personalities Mm -hmm. or people in our life. And, you know, you can look back over your life and really everything fits in one of those three three buckets. And those three, he made the point, that you can't really control. But you can control your response to those three buckets. And that becomes most of our life. But I'm thinking uh, along the lines of like a young adult who 
you know, maybe it's not a person or, you know, a, a basketball game that they need to respond to instead of reacting. But maybe it's a circumstance, you know, a tragedy. True. Or even on the other side, an opportunity that could look really good. And I know, like, I'm kind of more of a measured person. Yep. But I have friends that are just, like, jump at the next greatest thing that comes. And that's not always the greatest thing to react to it at the same time. That could be reckless. Yeah, exactly. So what does a response look like in that way? I'm more of the the jump, jump at the. <laughs> You're whatever. my friend, though. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're thinking about me, uh, and I have recently experienced that in a negative way when it comes to my job. I was presented with a opportunity, and without really thinking about it, I was like, "Yes, that sounds awesome. Add that to my plate. Woohoo!" Um, and as we all know, I'm also a mom, and this opportunity actually was a weeknight commitment. And I did it twice and was like, I have made a horrendous Mm. decision. This is not, God does not have this for me. Like, this is not the wise choice. This is not how I should be spending my night. This is not, but because it was presented and I got like a little bit excited about the thought of it without really running it by clay, without really praying about it, I was just like, yep, let's do it. I can totally handle it. And yes, I can handle it, but should I have been handling it? No. I should be at home with my family uh, and specifically in this season of my life. And so because of that, I had to circle back and I had to have some hard conversations and I had to apologize and I had to kind of humble myself and admit like, hey, I I should have said no. And mm. because of my um, just natural reaction to totally. getting like a little bit excited about something, I jumped the gun and now I've caused a mess and I'm yeah. so sorry. Um, and that could that whole thing could have been avoided. But yeah, I that was a very good example of me reacting, but in like a positive way. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it could have just continued spiraling, spiraling over and over again. Yeah. But because you could have just been like, I quit or like, I don't know. Yeah. You could have just reacted in a way that wasn't great, but you responded with, yeah, thinking through it, apologizing, getting back after it. Yeah, I just think about like... They go hand in hand sometimes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just think about like... Oh, I think he said that. Like, Andy kind of talked about that. I, I think they feed on each other. Mm-hmm. So you always have an opportunity to respond instead of react it's true. throughout your life. So if you've already reacted to something... You're still every moment you, you have a chance respond. to respond. I think that's true. Yeah, because you're gonna keep getting hit in the mouth. Like <laughs> yeah. life is a fight, and life isn't gonna always go your way, and things are gonna continue to go. I mean, yeah, like you you, you can't control what's gonna happen, and so uh, every single time that life throws something your way, you have an opportunity to react or respond. I think. Here's a question: What does it look like? to respond instead of react to God? Hmm. That's a really good question. (laughs) I mean, it kind of depends on, like, the specifics of it, but I think— I'm thinking in terms of, like, a tragedy or or something. Well, I think the good thing about God, and even when we say tragedy— it's okay to grieve. In fact, you should. I think the correct response to a loss of a family member or a loss of a job or a loss of a relationship or whatever that tragedy is, grief is the response and kind of the reaction. Um, But 
I think it, it you have to keep in mind how you're treating the people around you. Mm-hmm. I think you have to keep in mind how you're taking care of yourself. Um, I think just when I think of tragedy, the thing that comes to my mind is like a loss of a loved one. And it's like, okay, how can you respond by honoring people and honoring yourself as you're grieving through that process? Because you're going to grieve. You're going to have hard nights. You're going to have hard days. You're going to have hard weeks. You're going to have hard months. But how are you treating the people around you? How are you honoring yourself? And I think that's how you honor God. And I think it's okay to look at, I mean, read through the Psalms. David is honest with his feelings and his grief. And so God's not afraid of your anger toward him even. Um, But at the end of the day, drawing closer to God when when your feelings and reactions want to pull you away from God, um, I think you can choose to respond by leaning into God, leaning into the people who are there for you, um, and leaning into just honoring yourself and the people around you. Yeah. I mean, I think what's such a mystery and beautiful about God is he can handle our reactions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the response in those situations are really more for us mm-hmm. in a sense. And I remember hearing a quote years ago that like, during tragedies or, or times that we don't understand, with God, we can either run and leave or we can lean and cling. And I really feel like in those times, it's more for us and our faith to choose to lean into Jesus more than ever yeah, and cling to the truth that we know is true, that he's good and that the cross has given us hope you know, eternally rather than running and leaving because it's so easy to react Mm -hmm. to God in that way. But we know that leads to, you know, destruction and regret and, you know, broken relationships in our life. And it's not easy. Mm -mm. Way easier said than done. Reacting is so much easier. Yeah. And I feel like that's natural. Totally. But also – and I think this is important to say, I think that this is what sets apart believers. Yeah. Like the whole world reacts all the time to everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of just what people do. I but mean, when social media is like reaction after reaction. reaction. Yeah. You yeah. react to their yeah. story. Yeah, you like, react to their reaction to the reaction react to their it. neighbor. Like exactly. It is. And so I think realizing like, okay, I'm called to something higher. And also the beauty of following Jesus is it's better for you too. Mm. Like running around reacting for your entire life is a terrible, miserable life. But realizing that you have power and you have choice and you have freedom to respond, not only like you said, and like my dad said in this message, and not only makes your life better and more bearable in your relationships better but ultimately it sets you apart from the rest of the world which is what we're also called to do totally yeah and andy mentioned it um but just diving into the story of joseph in scripture like mm-hmm. it is such a good guide yeah on how when things don't go the way you planned the way you wanted the way you expected how to respond <laughs> instead of react and ultimately that's what set joseph apart right and that's what made people notice like there's something different about this guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it really can be your superpower yeah i think one of the most interesting aspects of the joseph story too which i think andy pointed out is that all along the way it continues to say god is with him yeah 
So even when thing he keeps getting hit in the mouth over right. and over again, like sold into slavery, Potiphar's wife sells him out, like all this stuff. And yet in every point, it says God was with him. And I think in that moment, I'm sure I can only imagine Joseph's like, where is God right totally. now? I just watched the VeggieTales version of Joseph. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so good, by the way. And in it, Larry, Larry and is, Bob. is playing Joseph. And he's like, man, God, I know you're with me, but sometimes it doesn't really feel like it. Like he says so that true. in VeggieTales. And I was like, that'll preach. <laughs> like, that's so good. Come Larry. on, Larry. Come Thanks, on. Mr. Cucumber Man. Uh, because I'm sure he felt that way. Yeah. Like, we we imagine Joseph being like, it's okay. God's with me. Right. And like some weird, it's not like realistic Patrol. person. Yeah. And the reality is he was probably in that prison cell being like, do you know that I'm yeah. here? Like, did you see that? I did the right thing mm. with that woman over there. And I'm in jail. And she's not like, uh... It doesn't feel like you're with me. Uh, but the reality is, even when he didn't feel like God was with him, he could have reacted and been like, all right, then I'm done with this. But he was like, no, I'm going to choose to continue to respond um, in the way that's honoring to God and honoring to people and just trust that he is with me, even when I really don't feel like he yeah. is. Yeah, I think that's always a good reminder, which you kind of touched on, that like responding is always going to be unnatural. Mm-hmm. And like... We could have seen Joseph's life and he could have reacted and we would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Like to get revenge on his brothers, to get revenge on all these people. Um, But he didn't do that. And that's why we see him as a hero. Not because he reacted, but because he responded so well. And just remembering that like integrity is hard. Mm -hmm. Making the wise choice is hard and responding well is hard. So people won't always applaud you for it. Exactly. I just think that's a good reminder to like... And maybe if like the, in a situation, if it feels easy or if you just immediately want to react, maybe that is a moment or an indicator. Hey, I might should step back and think mm-hmm. about this a little bit more yeah. because this feels like I'm not responding well. I think time is your friend. Agreed. And I've, I mean, there probably will be situations where people are like, you have to decide in three, two, one, go. Right. And that is real. But. For most situations, I would say you can have time. Like you can ask for time. You can ask for space. You can create that. That's your choice. And then in that time is really where the best decisions come from. Yeah, I agree. Speaking from experience. No, I think. Doing this wrong mostly. That's where you can process the most too. Right. And and seek wise counsel and pray and just like. You're going. Think. I was going to about to ask Allie. What do y'all think, kind of as we're wrapping up here, like what are some key components to a response Mm -hmm. versus a reaction? You mentioned time, which I think is so great. What are some other components of what a response looks like? Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of times, on top of time, I think it's talking to Mm -hmm. wise counsel. Totally. Or people around me that I can take the problem to, take the issue to, and before, yeah, just reacting – seeing how they would respond. Because if I can take it to someone who is completely out of the situation and can just look at it um, from an outsider perspective, um, they're going to help me make a wiser decision, I think, and respond appropriately versus reacting. Like I think about a lot of times even at work where I'll get an email that maybe makes me angry in the moment. 
and I will want to just immediately type one out, respond quickly or react quickly, fire it off and be like, haha, I got them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I can, a lot of times it's actually kind of cathartic. Like I'll write out what I would want to react or respond with, take some time away, maybe go ask somebody else and then come back to it. And usually, like you said, as I've taken some time to step away and come back to it, it's like, okay, I can respond a little bit better yeah. than this. But yeah, I'd say time, I'd say talking to other people. Um, and then honestly, just asking like, how would God want me to respond to this? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, a huge component of it that I have to remind myself of is like identity formation. Mm. In those moments that I want to react with time and with other people, coming back to the fact that my identity is set Mm. in Christ. I'm a love son of a perfect father. No matter what this person says about me or says that I did or didn't do or accuses me or honestly, I want to react a lot of times to people that are telling me really true things like honest feedback that's good and helpful. But my immediate response is defend. Yeah. And let me talk you into and sell you on how that's not actually true. It's maybe partly true or whatever. But when I take time to like zoom out and remind myself who I am in Christ, that changes everything on how I respond to that person versus react. Yeah, that's good. And I would say this is getting really, really practical. And someone recently told me that this is something I should implement in my life. And I've maybe already talked about this on the podcast, getting a no mentor. Mm. When it comes to opportunities, mm. um, if you're a person that is constantly saying yes and not thinking about things and just like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Um, get someone in your life and ask them if they will be your no mentor. And you are not allowed to say yes to anything until you call them and you ask them wow. if you can say yes. I mean, that's like Even intense. Like dinner plans. I mean, no, but like <laughs> and like opportunities. You yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about. You know when you need a no mentor. Totally. Um, but it just like slows you down from saying yes that's to good. things. So Nathan, will you be my no mentor? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best. Well, we can see. Yeah, <laughs> I need a no mentor. I feel like you're my yes mentor. I am. I'm like, do it. That's so fun. (laughs) No, I should be no one's no mentor. No, I agree. It's not my strength. I'll hype you up, though. (laughs) Hype, girl. (laughs) The last thing I think a key component of a response is just prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be a miss not to mention. Just because I remember hearing this about, like, marriage or just relationships, that it's really hard to be mad at each other when you pray Mm -hmm. for them. And so whatever it is, whatever circumstance or person or That's so true. you know, personality, it's really hard to be mad at that person when you just spent mm-hmm. ten minutes in prayer yep. for that person in that situation. Yep. And so it's always I mean, and not just so that we can cool down, but truly to seek the face of the living God. Yeah. And, you know, ask him to come speak into the situation and what he wants us to do. Like it's so powerful. And so important. Love that. Sweet. Yeah. I'd say as we kind of close out the podcast, yeah, take some time, find a no mentor, take it to the Lord, pray. Um, yeah. And seek some wise counsel. Yeah. Love it. Respond versus react. It's a good convo. Yeah. 
Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.